SAFM Sports Wrap. Oh, thank you, Sigim Gabadelli. Building up to 6.30 on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Hello, how are you? Welcome to the Thursday edition of SAFM Sports Wrap. This is the PSL radio show, Segon Jala. It's also the uh, very last uh, Sports Wrap of the year. Would you believe? Sure. Huh? Sport is going to be over. Except for tomorrow. But it's a public holiday tomorrow. <laughs> We're still on air, however. Uh, that's, that's the beauty of radio, isn't it? We, we don't get to celebrate public holidays and so on and so forth. There's so many services that don't get to. Uh, but indeed, that time of the year where we're uh, starting to wrap up and look back at the year that was. And indeed, football is no, uh, no different. It's been a phenomenal year when you think about what uh, what has actually been going on. I suppose... 2016, in many ways, was the year of uh, a sporting upset. It was the year of enjoyable unpredictability. And uh, one of the great things, I think, was the way that Leicester City went on to win the Premier League title. I still think that's one of the most remarkable things I've ever seen in sport. Uh, of course, so many things to celebrate. The, the rise of the Sevens team again in rugby. Sundowns winning the Champions League. The, the Lions with their run to the Super Rugby final. Brad Binder winning the Moto3 uh, world title. Uh, Henrik Stenson, if you're a golf fan, winning his first major title at the age of 40 in the Open Championship. Uh, how incredible that run was for him as well. A host of second place finishes including that run right down to the 72nd hole at uh, golf's return to the olympic games for the first time in 112 years a cleveland cavaliers winning the nba title as well over the much more fancied golden state warriors the cubs winning the world series over in the united states as well and then of course highlighted by the successes of various south african sports stars and at the olympic games uh, i think custer semenya with her gold in the 800 meter and Wade Vanikak's world record winning gold medal at uh, at Rio 2016 as well. Absolutely phenomenal. But tonight we're going to be focusing on domestic football and uh, the, the the year that was 2016 on the uh, in the Absa Premiership and uh, PSL football in total. And indeed, PSL-based players and Bafana Bafana will uh, touch on the national team as well. We've got a special guest in studio who I'll introduce in just a moment. But first, going to start off with a little sports news for you. In football news, Karim Benzema and Cristiano Ronaldo are on target as Real Madrid eased past Mexico's Club America 2-0 uh, earlier today to reach the uh, FIFA Club World Cup final in Japan. Spanish Giants will face shock finalists and local favourites, Kashima Antlers in Yokohama on Sunday as they look to capture their second world title in three years. Back home, Highlands Park will play the remaining matches this year without uh, leading goal scorer Collins Musuma. According to coach Gordon Niggerson, the striker underwent successful knee surgery and that could sideline him for up to eight weeks. Meanwhile, Amajita star Luther Singh is determined to help the team beat Zambia in the Kasafa Under-20 Championships final at Modeling Stadium tomorrow. Sweden-based forward, who has drawn comparisons to Bafana Bafana legend Benny McCarthy, scored a hat-trick in the semi-finals against Angola to take his tally to five for the tournament. The final will kick off at 5.30 with Angola set to contest the bronze medal match with the Democratic Republic of Congo at 11am. Further afield, Europe's powerful football clubs have told soccer's governing body FIFA that they are opposed to plans to expand the World Cup from its current format of 32 teams. Gianni Infantino, president of the FIFA Council, said he wants to increase the four-yearly tournament to 48 teams from 2026 and the FIFA Council is expected to reach a decision at its next meeting in January. However, the European Club Association, which represents more than 200 clubs, said it was against any expansion owing to what they term an already unacceptable level of matches played annually. 
Cricket News, Faf Duplessis has spoken on his permanent appointment as Proteus Test Captain after A.B. de Villiers relinquished the role earlier this week. De Villiers took over the captaincy this year following the resignation of Hashim Amla and led the team in two tests against England before suffering an elbow injury that's ruled him out since July. Duplessis uh, impressed as he guided the Proteus to a 1-0 Test Series win over New Zealand, a 5-0 ODI thrashing of Australia and a 2-1 Test Series win down under. But Duplessis described the difference in their captaincy approaches, saying AB leads from performance, so it's easy for a team to follow that. My style is a little different and I have to rely on other qualities. My biggest strength is to challenge the players, he said. Meanwhile, Australia captain Steve Smith was unbeaten on 110 as Australia went to stumps on 288 for three on day one of the first Test against Pakistan in Brisbane. Peter Hanscom who shared in an unbroken 137-run partnership with Smith was on 64, with Australia well-placed to build a big first innings total on day two. And finally, in hockey news, results from today's quarterfinals of the Junior Hockey World Cup in India. Belgium advanced 4-1 on penalty strokes over Argentina. Germany beat England 4-2. Australia emerged 2-1 winners over Netherlands and hosts India beat Spain 2-1. The result means Germany will face Belgium and Australia play India in the semi-finals. Out of interest, South Africa play on Sunday in the ninth place playoff against New Zealand. And that's your sports news. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, time to talk uh, football now, local football, and time to discuss uh, the year that was, 2016, as a year with uh, very well-respected journalist and one of South Africa's best, certainly the very talented Chad Clayt from Kickoff Magazine joins us in studio. Chad, thanks for for making time. We've chatted to you over the phone before, but I don't think we've had you in studio before, have we? No, it's a studio debut for me, and I'm very happy, very honoured to be here in front of the the Dwayne De Locker. Oh, don't don't say things like that. People might believe you. Twenty-five to seven on SFM, South Africa's news and information leader now. But uh, Chad Clay's in studio. Let's let's talk about the 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 thing that's startling already right now. After the midweek results, where Platinum Stars beat Cape Town City, Maritzburg United beat Orlando Pirates, Kaiser Chiefs and Bloom Celtic and Golden Arrows and Bidvestvits played to goalless draws yesterday. Free State Stars beat Baroka, Bulugwani City beat. Chipper United and Highlands Park beating IX Cape Town means now that the bottom seven teams in the log are separated by two points. What have you made of the the first, well, it's not quite half, but 13-odd rounds of the Absa Premiership this season? Yeah, look, it's it's been a bit of a, a stop-start, to be honest. Uh, we've had quite a few breaks, and uh, that's either helped some teams or hampered their progress as well. Um, I mean... Look at Kaiser Chiefs, for example, who had that uh, a bit of a, a, a difficult start to the season. Then they picked up that winning run, and now again they've got an eight-match unbeaten streak. So I think a lot of people would have mixed feelings about um, the first few rounds of games this season, the first half of the season, certainly. Uh, I know Gavin Hunt would obviously <laughs> have his say as well. Yes. Um, but teams like Cape Town City have obviously been that surprise package. Um, They've obviously risen to the to the challenge of of uh, contesting their first season in the PSL, and despite having the experienced campaigners in the side, I think uh, Eric Tinkler has, has definitely um, risen to new heights at, at at the helm of of the city the city boys. So um, I've been very impressed with with Cape Town City. Disappointed with Vitz. Um, disappointed with the Chiefs. Obviously, Steve Compella in his second season, you'd have expected a lot more. Um, Pirates, oof, motion, surprise appointment, and then surprise resigning as well. So that's been a, a a bit of a roller coaster ride for them, and 
and um, you know relegation battle at the bottom is your. Um, I think Bloemfontein Celtic don't deserve to be there. Um, Sarama Letwaka has had, had a difficult year. I mean, training um, training from arrows at the end of last year and then just struggling all year round. Um, uh, happy CM is, is doing his bit there now, getting to show his, his colours as, as a coach. Um, and, and Free State Stars as well. Uh, coach, firing a coach after three games, uh, bringing Salinas back. Um, a bit of a a fun uh, a run in the in the Telkom knockout and then getting eliminated by eventual winners Cape Town City. But yeah, it's been a a very unpredictable season to say the least. I mean, I didn't expect the log table the way as it stands now. I didn't expect anything like this. Um, and obviously, African champion Sundowns way behind. I think five games behind. So we can't really judge much into their form. So yeah, it's been it's been fun. And at the same time, I think uh, it's going to be even better in the second half of the season. Yeah, I mean, just to put it into perspective, the, the, the top four clubs are separated by three points, but three of those clubs are all level on 21 points uh, behind Cape Town City, who lead with 24 currently. Then you've got a sort of mid, mid-table, as it were, with the Montville Golden Arrows on 19, right the way through Sundowns on, on 16. So only three points separating the next five clubs. And then, as I say, seven clubs separated by two points with Chipper United on 13. And then four clubs, Platinum Stars, Bloemfontein Celtic, Ajax Cape Town, Highlands Park, all on 12. And Free State Stars and Baroque FC both on 11. It's remarkable how, uh, how close things are. And I suppose that does um, suggest that we are going to see perhaps a little separation coming in the next two rounds of, of fixtures, which again, Sundowns are not going to be involved in. But let's look back before we, we we look forward. Of 2016 as a year, it's it's difficult as well to, to consider 2016 as a year when you consider that the seasons don't run in a calendar year. They run mid-year to mid-year effectively. Um, so discussing the second half of last season and the first half of this season, if you had to look at teams over that period who would you say are the teams that the deuce stand out for you look obviously it has to be Sundowns because their Champions League campaign has been through the calendar year so they're obvious favourites because they went on to win it and having finished top of the log last season winning the the APSA Premiership with record number of points as well and continuing that form in the in the Champions League I think that is is most impressive uh, team this this year in 2016 and despite their their showing at the club world cup i think they've had a remarkable 2016 and and they can really look back and and just be proud of themselves and then i think on on the other hand it's been a really difficult year for kaiser chiefs uh the end to last season and their start to this season hasn't been the greatest so uh two of the biggest clubs in south african football and and the one they're both very contrasting, which which tells a huge story because there's there are other guys like like your Vitz who, who have been consistently up there and 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 um, SuperSport who's now obviously also uh, bidding their challenge with for the title. So I think Sundowns would definitely be favourites for for the top team of the year. 
Yeah, I suppose uh, winning the Champions League was impressive, but the way they, they they managed to close out the league title again was was thoroughly impressive in its own right, of course, as well. Uh, but indeed, a side that uh, I don't want to say can do no wrong because they have had their moments of, of of stumbling along the way and they faced their challenges. But by the same token, as you say, you also pointed out SuperSport United, and yes, they won the Nedbank Cup earlier this year, although last season, and of course they were finalists most recently in the uh, Telkom knockout before they lose, lost to uh, Cape Town City. But I want to talk more about individuals as well and just a moment but uh, first this is sport on SAFM every supporter's greatest resource SAFM South Africa's news and information leader 18 minutes to 7 as uh, we discuss the year that was in the APSA Premiership the PSL the uh, various cup uh, titles as well the MTN8 Telcom Knockout in 2016 uh, Nedbank Cup as well although that fell uh, last season we're looking back in the calendar year not necessarily this current season that is uh, currently underway and delighted to say we have in studio one of South Africa's finest uh, football journalists the talented Chad Clayt from Kickoff Magazine Chad we, we, we touched briefly on the, the, the teams that have impressed so far over the, uh, over the year, but just yesterday I was asked to, to, to give my top three players of the year. And it was one of those questions that sort of blindsided me in the sense that, wow, do I need to narrow it down to three? And that's the problem when it comes to giving out these awards or pointing fingers at who has been the best and who would you shortlist. But in your personal view, who are some of the players that do stand out as as, as having had the greatest year? Jeez, it's, it's tough. It's really tough. Um, even if we look at at uh, the PSL awards at every at every end of season awards, I mean, it's always debatable, the final list released. So I think even even though... I'm going to give my three players. I think there's going to be a lot of debate around it. So we'll go uh, through the I'll, honorable I'll, mentions yeah. as well. I'll I'll accept criticism, but at the end of the day, it's it's my opinion. So um, I think for me, though, throughout the year, it's you know a big thing in South African football is is consistency, obviously, and um, we struggle to see that year in year out. Uh, top goal scorers uh, finding form in the beginning of the season and then fading towards the end. Um, guys who assist start with a bang and, and at the end of the season they they a shadow of themselves so um, it could be because of, of how the season runs obviously the Christmas break is a big thing and and, and this season particularly uh, there's an AFCON break so uh, that could be a contributing factor but over the last year I think it would be it would be suicidal not to to mention Sundance players uh, obviously Kamabilia who won the player of the season last season um, he hasn't been we haven't seen the best of him this season but he's played a pivotal role in, 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 in Sundance Champions League victory so um, Kamabilia to definitely be uh, in the top three uh, not necessarily first but in the top three mm-hmm. um, secondly of you know it's Mbesuma's has been up there and thereabouts, but he struggled to find it now at, at uh, Highlands Park, and obviously this injury is hampered. He's he's further going to hamper his progress this season. But last season, I mean, he was he was uh, quite a unsung hero, I think, uh, for his contribution at Aces. And uh, to be fair, they were title contenders right up until the last, I think, five to ten games. So. Um, I think I'd give him mention for 2016 because at his age, I mean, you don't expect something, uh, uh, someone to contribute that much. 
and um for what he's what he's done is 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 really he's, he's lifted the youngsters up and, and shown that you know what age is nothing but a number you can always just you can come back and, and bounce back if you if you put your mind to it and, and you're willing to work so Besuma has definitely been a, a a thorn in the side of many defenses this uh, this year and uh, to see him in the PSL, back in the PSL, uh, is is a really a good thing. And even though he's he's not a Bafana player, I think he's he's had a good year, and um, minus the national team. So um, yeah, I'd give him I'd give him a place in the top three as well. And then lastly, I think um, Ndoro, Tenda Ndoro, uh, he's up there with with Yassi. I don't know. I think he, we've had him. We've had him on the cover of kickoff as well because you just can't uh, write him off because he'll come back and he, he's literally carried, carried uh, Pirates through this this first uh, half of the season now and uh, scoring eleven goals of the fourteen I think yeah um, in the league so, yeah so last year he didn't do too badly either uh, towards the end of the season even though Pirates uh, lost in the NetBank Cup I think Ndora's also been pretty pretty decent this season i mean this year sorry and um yeah i think mention should go to to obviously the likes of keegan dolly who was part of the olympic squad uh there's a uh, prince Nomalo who was unfortunately uh suffered that um that period where he was uh suffering from epilepsy epilepsy i think and uh that hampered him as well but he was he was he was pretty decent for Ajax as well. Um and then Jeremy Brock is another one. Uh I think I've I've named so many so many strikers here, but really if you if you look at it, the Balondo or nominees are all strikers as well. So you, you really look at, at guys who've who've contributed on the score sheet and, and on paper where it matters rather than on the field when the team is not uh, getting results. So I think um one one other person I'd I'd have to mention is even it's it's tough, but Dane Clayton is obviously up there. So don't worry, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> we're allowed to talk about Dane Clayton. We, yeah. we we know you're brothers, but yeah. I know I know you're also an independent journalist in the yeah. sense that this is this is coming from a journalist perspective and not not fraternal. Uh, yeah, yeah. Again, his age. I mean, 31. He left Pirates, and people thought, yeah, oh, he's just gonna fade. He went back to SuperSport. He joined Vitz. So it's difficult coming from a big team and trying to re-establish yourself as a top player at one of the, the smaller team, teams, so to speak. So I think he's he's done great and, and he was unfortunate to miss out on, on the awards last season. But uh, this season, he's, he's also he's, he's done the captain armband for Vitz and, he, and he's been an ever-present. So uh, despite his, his lack of scoring this season, I think he's, he's still Kevin Hunt's go-to man. So... Uh, yeah, he's definitely showing his class at at his at his age and and at a team that that really trying to fight for for titles. And he he was obviously pivotal in in Vitz's MTN8 uh, triumph earlier this season as well. So yeah, including two goals in the final and uh, an assist for Rogers, who found uh, the other goal in that three 0 victory over Mamelodi Sundowns. But what's interesting about that is is that the three names that I picked are all in your list of three names. Uh, I, I picked uh, your your brother. I picked Dane Clayt. Is, 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 I mean, over the last 18 months, I think he's been the best player in South Africa. Um, over that period, I think his recall to the national team was, was long overdue. Tendai Andoro, I mean, from a statistical perspective, he, he's, he's started 30 games for Pirates in 2016 up till today. 
He's made 35 appearances in total and he scored 22 goals. Uh, and anybody that can score more than a goal every two games is somebody who's who's starting to perfect their trade. And I think uh, that that's true of Endoro as well. I mean, his strike rate is just phenomenal for Orlando Pirates at the moment. 22 goals and 30 starts in a, in a year. I think uh, it deserves to... He, he'd be my number one, but just based on that fact alone, he's not the greatest footballer, is he? I mean, he's, he's somebody who's there as a striker. He's there to do a job. You're not going to see him coming back to help defend anywhere near... But that's not what he's... His job is. He's but, not one of the most talented either. I mean, he's he doesn't have possess the skill. He doesn't possess that that aura about. He doesn't have an aura about him to say that. Listen, whereas Mbasuma has. Yeah. Yeah. And he does the simple things right. He does the basics perfectly, and his positioning, his timing. If you look at, if you watch Nora in the games, I mean, you'd see that he doesn't do a lot, but he's there at the right moments and. And he gets the all-important goal, which is what we lack in South Africa. I think all all the time we look at, at people who are dazzling defences and, and pleasing the crowd. But when it comes to their, their statistics on paper, I mean, you can't fault a guy who's got 22 goals, even though he doesn't do the shibobos or your fancy bicycle kick yep. goals. Tap-ins are, are perfectly fine if you're going to score 22 goals in 35 appearances. So. Now you talk about uh, goals and uh, talk about spectacular. I mean, let's let's talk about some individual goals here because uh, there are a couple that stand out based simply on who scored them. Uh, I mean, just in the last two months, we've seen three goalkeepers scoring goals: Mugenim Zamela's winner against Arrows, Tapua Kapini's winner against uh, IX Cape Town just last night for for Highlands Park, and then most spectacularly of them all was Baroque FC's goalkeeper, Oscarin Maslukas. Oh, gee, it was a phenomenal effort, that bicycle kick, and dramatic as well, in the sixth minute of time added on to, to find that equaliser against Orlando Pirates. I mean, it went viral all around the world. But, uh, I mean, we've seen some incredible goals from unlikely sources this season. It's, it's a very high rate of goalkeeper goals over the last couple of months. But you can't really put it down to anything, can you? I don't think so. I, I, yes, I think... For for lack of a better phrase, I think I'd use uh, Lechohonolo's Siema's uh, quote from from his game after after the Chiefs draw last night. He was like, uh, because they had a few chances and and brilliant because Wayo actually thought that they, mm. they um, I think it was um, yeah, Tama. Yeah, yes. that's right. And um, after the match, he was like, I think there's a virus in the pitch because both sides actually had some decent chances and the goalkeepers were just on form and Capini had, had one save as well we, we stopped Matur so I think the the virus on the pitches I think that might have played a part because I don't remember a season where I've seen more than I mean I think Onyango scored once before for yeah I think when he was at Super Sports against Black yeah. Leopards yeah and we had a couple of penalties of course with Kennedy and Wiener over the years when he was at Free State Stars in particular yeah, Rowan Fernandez scored a couple but yeah, I mean, that, those were, I mean, penalty kicks. They nominate themselves as as captains and and they step up and mm. deliver. So, but I think the nature of these goals. I mean, Capini's from range, Oscarin's spectacular overhead, uh, and then also I just I, I feel like this year has just been a good year for South African football as a whole because if we look at Klompo Kikana's goal earlier this year against Cameroon, that was nominated for Puskas as well. So. I don't know. There, there must be something in in the in the air or something. Maybe the 
the environmental changes are, are playing a part on on our players and and but it, it's it's really good for our football. I think it, it definitely uh, bumps up our image of of the PSL. So to see goalkeepers work on these things also, I think uh, Masaluke was a striker before, so obviously he's he's got experience in the box and and Capini's. Uh, just your ability to to kick the ball should should you should use that to your benefit. I mean, Kune's distribution's always Oof. been on point, and if he can kick a ball towards goal the way he distributes a ball towards a, a teammate, I think he definitely get in amongst the goals as well. So, uh, but again, what does it say about your opposing goalkeeper <laughs> if your opposite <laughs> numbers calling scoring all the way from that side? And so, I definitely think it's it's just it's been a crazy year. Uh, uh, both in terms of goal scorers, results, and just surprise packages for from from every point of view on on a football pitch. Now, if I had to talk about, so we've spoken about teams, we've spoken about players, uh, but I want to talk about matches because there are times when matches inspire us again. There are, there are other periods where we go through matches and we go, oh, I can't stand this again. I'd rather watch paint dry. Uh, and you know the matches I'm talking about here. <laughs> um, but but there are other times when you sit back and you go, this is just wonderful. And I think one of those for me recently was Cape Town City's performance against Free State Stars in the semi-final of the, mm. the Telkom Knockout. I watched that match and I just thought, Scotland was on fire. Free State Stars were playing well. But Cape Town City still put them to the sword 4-1 on their way to the final. I mean, that one for me just reinvigorated... The, so many layers of interest in local football again, just by that one performance. But for you, what are some of the matches that stand out as being as being great? Not just the ones that have the big score lines. For example, the the six one. Look, Cape Town City's match against Barocca as well. The three two. Oh yes, that was that was insane. I mean, it was into completely into end stuff. I think I hadn't seen such an entertaining match. Uh, Horrendous defending, but obviously they they just res- they their resilience. I mean, to concede and then go and score and then concede again and and just end up outscoring the opponents. I think that's really something we've we've lacked in in recent um, seasons. I think in in the PSL where we just see teams going at each other. Obviously, we've we always witness these cautious approaches and and it's it's tough to to single out games. I think it's been a very long year. Um, but I think that net bank, the MTN8 uh, final as well with Vitz, uh, where they scored three past the Sundowns outfit that everyone was expecting to walk over them. Yeah, I mean Sundowns were doing so well in the Champions League, and and that MTN8 final came hit many by surprise. I mean, Vitz were complete underdogs, and and to give Sundowns three like that, they literally humbled uh, Pizzo and and his boys. So uh, that's definitely one of the games. Uh, that I can think of now, um, but yeah, I think most importantly are the games that that obviously have a greater outcome than just three points or or just a, a normal win. I think the game between Pirates and and SuperSport last season as well, uh, the NetBank Cup final. I think that was three mm, two final. Yeah, yeah I, we haven't seen a. Barring the MTN8 final earlier this season, I mean, that final was was probably the best, one of the best we've seen. Um, and just the scoreline might not reflect it, but I think the fact that guys, the teams actually go at each other, 
especially in a match like that, um, really shows that, you know what, football is a game that, that deserves that kind of display. You you don't just go to a football match trying not to concede. And that's that's been the case often. I mean, if we look at the derby, uh, when last have we had a derby where we can say jeepers, 80,000 fans got their money's worth. So, um, and, and people are, you ask any Chiefs and Pirates fans, they'll admit to you that, you know what, the Derby is, is not the most entertaining game on the calendar anymore. So, uh, yeah, I definitely feel like if teams just take a, a, a non-cautious approach in, in the second half of the season, I think we could see a, a really tight finish to, to, to this season, especially with the likes of Cape Town City and Supersport up there as well. Well, uh, time is against us, unfortunately. There's so much I want to talk to you about, but in terms of in, in terms of uh, technology, uh, the way we're seeing uh, Club World Cup going, the video refs being introduced, Victor Kasai awarding a penalty for Kashima Antlers. Uh, I'd like to talk about where football is going and so on and so forth. So we'd love to have you back in the new year and perhaps talk a little bit more about that and broader. But in terms of local and domestic football, just a quick comment. Uh, in, in 2017, what are you hoping to see from from South African football? Look, I think Sundowns has now set the precedent uh, in 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 on the on the African continent. So, with 2017 bringing the new campaigns, um, the likes of SuperSport and Platinum Stars competing in, I think, sorry, SuperSport in in the Confed Cup and then Vits and Sundowns in the in the Champions League. I think really I'd like to see our teams going to at least the group stages. Both Vits and and SuperSport have have the the numbers and and the the players to to obviously go that far. So I think. Definitely that, and and I wouldn't mind having a surprise package in as, as league champions. So I definitely hope for oh, surprise for, packages, league champions. We'd love that 